From the Thinking Out Loud studios, it's the Thinking Out Loud podcast with Kevin and Kyle, the podcast that exists to help you navigate the culture of today from a biblical perspective and to help you grow in your relationship with God. God has commissioned and called you to be a light in this culture. The only way you can do that is to know the truth. No matter what circumstance you're facing, no matter what season of life that you're in, if you truly want to find success in that season, you are going to have to go back to the simple question of what does God say about me in this moment? There's no shortage of information in this culture, but there is a shortage of truth. Welcome back to the Thinking Out Loud podcast. My name is Kevin Wilson, also known as Rev Kev sometimes. And I've got Kyle Winslow here. We're in the Thinking Out Loud studios, and we're excited to have you back for this week's show. We're going to have some fun with you guys this week. I know we talk a lot about some heavy issues, and we love doing that because we love getting the truth out there, but we also love to have fun. And we're a family, you guys are friends. So let's just have some fun today. And we're going to talk about something that's coming up this weekend, which is Sweetest Day. Yeah, probably one of the most confusing days on earth (laughs) when it comes (laughs) to the guy or the girl knowing, well, who's this day for? Yeah, now we've got Valentine's Day and now we've got Sweetest Day. Seems to me that you would think girls get Valentine's Day, the guy gets Sweetest Day. However, there's still that confusion there. Yeah, yeah. So... Listen, I kind of, you know, thought that Sweetest Day, well, I heard that Sweetest Day was for the guy and that Valentine's Day was for the girl, but I don't know if that's true. So, like, Kyle, have you heard that or, like, what's your thoughts on that? Hey, I'm standing with this for the guy, <laughs> okay? We need a day. <laughs> but, yeah, I've always, I've always heard Sweetest Day was for the guy, Valentine's Day was for the girl. But something inside of me never lets my wife just get me something on Sweetest Day. I always got to get her something as well. So I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is, has there ever been a time where you've done something kind of cool for your wife on Sweetest Day? I mean, do you have any stories? Uh, I'm on a spot. Yeah, <laughs> on, on, on Sweetest Day? I don't know. On Valentine's Day, yeah. You can ask me about that in February. But uh uh, and Sweetest Day, no, probably just a bunch of her favorite candy, little card, maybe a little shout out, just letting her know how sweet she is to be. <laughs> as cheesy as it sounds, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, it, probably the same thing with me. Like, I don't, I just, I can't think of a time when I've done something like really awesome other than, you know, we'll go out to dinner or, you know, I'll get her flowers or, you know, just kind of the thing that, that you do. I will say, I will say this. I've never had this happen to me on Valentine's day, but sweetest day. Sometimes I have found out it was sweetest day on the day of sweetest day. hundred (laughs) percent. And I've been like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll be right back. (laughs) Take myself to the dollar store. Go shopping. (laughs) hundred percent. Like there are so many times that I didn't even know sweetest day was coming up. Like it's just, you know, but like social media helps you with that now because, you know, there's always something on social media about, you know, the holiday coming up or whatever. So it's kind of helped us, you know, but I'm kind of curious, man, how many people actually celebrate Sweetest Day? Like, is this like, a, a is this really a thing or is it just, you know, as people say, a Hallmark holiday, you know, but yeah, it's just kind of cool. And we both 
you know, as we were just thinking about this show and wanted to have some fun with you guys, we said, you know what, let's research kind of the the background of Sweetest Day. You know, where did it even come from? You know, how did it start? What is it supposed to be about? Like all of those things. And so we thought that was fun. And then, you know, after we talk about this for a little bit, we're actually going to go into how we met our wives. Yeah. Um, we both have uh, some interesting stories and some we things. We both have um, game. That's what it is. We both. <laughs> player, player. Um, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Woo, we going to get in trouble. But anyways, yeah, um, we, 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 we just wanted to bring you guys, you know, just some fun and, and just talk about kind of how, how we met our wives. And uh, we both love our wives very much and just was just thought it'd be cool. So we want to get in just to, to a little bit, you know, about Sweetest Day and kind of like where it all started. And I know Kyle looked up a couple things, you know, I looked up a couple things and, uh, I guess I'll let Kyle tell his, <laughs> share his, uh, his research a little bit. Yeah. So obviously looking up, you know, we do our research because of COVID. We got to do our research uh, separately, but it's sweetest day pretty much is what it is. And I'm kind of excited to educate our listeners on this because I wouldn't have guessed this in a million years. So sweetest day, and I know Kevin has probably some more specific dates. But Sweetest Day began in Cleveland in the 1920s with a man named Herbert Birch Kingston, who had decided to bring little happiness into the lives of orphans, shut-ins, and others who were often forgotten. And uh, with the help of friends, he distributed candy and small gifts to Cleveland's unprivileged. On the very first Sweetest Day, actress Anne Pennington presented 2,200 Cleveland newspaper boys with boxes of candy to express gratitude for their service to the public. And then another popular actress, Theta Barra, gave away 10,000 boxes of candy to patients in Cleveland hospitals and to those who came to watch her film in a, a local Cleveland theater. So although Sweetest Day has its roots in random acts of kindness, when it has seemingly gotten to the Midwest now, not just Ohio, not just in Cleveland, it somehow altered its status to a second Valentine's Day, really. And uh, they attribute that when doing the research. You wonder how did it go from just random acts of kindness to orphans, to patients in the hospital, to hardworking boys and girls, all the way to now we're just giving candy to our significant others. And they attribute that to Ohioans moving out of the state and bringing the culture with them. And it's kind of like a telephone game. It kind of just morphs into what we want it to be. And so. Yeah, Sweetest Day, even though we think about it as our significant others, the original Sweetest Day was uh, Random Acts of Kindness just for boys and girls in the hood. Yeah, and I didn't know that. So when when I, I was there, man. It blew my mind. Like, I was just like, what? No, dude, I so, looked and I said, am I looking at the right? Am I, am I looking <laughs> at the right? Is there another Sweetest Day? Like, no, this is it. This, okay, we are selfish people. That's what we are. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So I kind of looked up and I found like this kind of list of things, you know, to know about Sweetest Day. And and that that was one of them. One of them is, you know, it's a holiday about love. And it's not just like a romantic love. It's basically about being nice to people in general, just nice to other people. <laughs> 2020 <laughs> needs about 365 Sweetest Days. 
Right. Right. Truth. <laughs> truth. Um, but yeah, like, so I'm like, wow, like it's all about just being nice to other people. So I did not know that. Another thing that I didn't know is celebrated by gifting candy. I did not know that it was because I'm so focused on flowers. Like I love flowers in the first place. And so, you know, every time Sweetest Day or Valentine's Day comes up, <laughs> Kyle is smiling kill, at me. You don't like watermelon. <laughs> you don't like steak. You like flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, that is terrible. Like <laughs> that sounds bad, but. I love, love, love flowers. And I, let, me, let, me, let me pause here since he wants to bring that up. <laughs> so I am probably one of a rare man that likes flowers as much as I do. But I feel like flowers is a huge representation of how beautiful God is. Like when you look at all the flowers, I don't <laughs> care. Why do you got to flip it on me like that? <laughs> Let me tell you why I'm a better human being than Kyle. Okay, so I like flowers. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm just making sure you don't you understand I'm not questionable. Listen, so, so I'm going to get my man card back. <laughs> but, so here's the thing. So I I truly feel like that flower, like when you look at flowers, man, I when I went to the, I think it was the Creation Museum a couple of years, two or three years ago, and they have like this garden and it is insane. Like when you walk through there, I mean, I swear that's what the Garden of Eden must have been like. Like they have every flower, every plant you could possibly think of. And when I look at flowers and all the intricate details of them, all the different types of them, and they're all just beautiful. I mean, think about it. When you go like, just look at your average nursery. When springtime comes, you can't get a parking space. And I always, I love it because then I always tell my kids and my wife, I'm like, look at that. They're going to get God stuff. Like some of those people don't even believe in God. They're atheists. Like they, they don't even believe God exists, but mm-hmm. yet they're standing in line and they are crowding stores to get something that he created. They could try to reproduce that all they want. You can never reproduce any of those things that they're going in there to get. And so I just love flowers. So man card taken back. So anyways, I just thought it was about flowers. I had no idea it was about like just giving candy or whatever, which is awesome. I also didn't know that it was a lot different than or supposed to be a lot different than Valentine's Day in the sense that it's not just for your romantic partner. It is actually for, like I said earlier, just to do good things for other people. The first unofficial Sweetest Day was actually in 1921, and that was the unofficial day. And then in 1922 is when it started being an official holiday. It's also, what I didn't know, it's also a Midwest holiday. Interesting enough, the Sweetest Day is mostly celebrated in the Midwest. Only 11 states, including Ohio, celebrate the day. However, some parts of upstate New York, Pennsylvania, also take part in the festivities, and it's kind of slowly spreading through the nation. You want to know why I think Midwest is the best part of the nation? Why? Tell me. Because you only hear about, like, what we do in the Midwest. You only hear about, like, our traditions. Like, the rest of the nation should, one, thank us for Sweetest Day. (laughs) Okay. But they should also thank us for Fago. They should also thank us for 
chili cheese fries. They sh- yeah. I mean, there's so many things that we do and eat that the rest of this nation gets to enjoy, and I just I feel like we are underappreciated massively. You know what? <laughs> and Verners. Don't forget Verners. Well, yeah, we don't have like, sunsets, but we've got Verners. Okay. Right. So And it cures everything. It's cheaper than way. your average medication. That's, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. And it cures everything. So You're just, right you know. Does. Yeah. But, and the last thing was, Ohio buys the most sweetest day gifts. Mm-hmm. So out of, out of every state, Ohio is the one that's celebrating Sweetest Day the most, which I get it. They, you know, they were the ones who pretty much came up with this and, you know. And there's pretty much nothing else to do there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we love you. Listen, Ohio listeners, we love you. We love you. <laughs> we do. We may, we may be uh, sad Michigan fans, but we do, we do love our listeners. And maybe one day those jokes can be validated when Michigan actually wins a game. But uh, we got to throw our jabs when we can. You wouldn't have it any other way. Right. <laughs> so, so, so true. So let's talk a little bit about, because I, I know our listeners wants to hear this, like, how do we meet our wives? And <laughs> I know, man, my story, I, I can't wait to tell my story because I just love my story. But, you know, Kyle's going to go first. He's going to tell his story. So, Kyle, how did the man, the myth, the legend, Kyle Wenzel? How did he meet his bride? Oh, uh, I appreciate you calling me a legend. We, I prefer the term goaded at this point in my, (laughs) (laughs) no, uh, I, I like the probably you know, people ask all the time, how did you guys meet? And you know, people who really want to know, man, they want to know the details. So I pretty much explain it in three versions. You got the setup, the hookup and the tie up. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll talk about the setup. A little bit of life right before meeting Brooke. Was in and out of church a lot in my life and ended up coming home from college, got real involved in the church. And then I ended up meeting Brooke's family actually in the church that I was going to, which was kind of crazy because when I was coming back from college, Brooke wouldn't be there. Like I, I had known nothing about her. And it was the type of church where if nice young looking girl, you're going to notice. You know what I'm saying? And so, <laughs> so she just... When I'd come back, the weekends I'd come back, she had some reason why she wasn't there. And then the weekends I didn't come back, she'd be there. And I kept hearing about this new girl at our church and people like, oh, you should meet her. You know, we really think you guys would mesh. You guys like the same type of stuff. And I didn't think anything of it. At the same time, I had met her brother, her sister, her parents. Still didn't know it was the same girl that other people were talking about. And maybe God knew we just weren't ready to meet each other at that point in our lives. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, fast forward probably eight or nine months or so, and this is where I like to call it the setup because now Brooke's mom is going to say that she didn't set us up, but she did, and she knows she Mm. did. (laughs) But they were looking, um, Brooke's parents were playing volleyball every other Thursday night with another couple other adults. One of the adults was somebody that I really looked up to, and so I think Brooke's mom saw it as an in, you know, and so she... Asked me, do you play volleyball? I was like, I can play. I just don't know how. And through conversations with the same friends, we ended up getting me signed up to go with them every other Thursday night. Well, I didn't know. She had also asked Brooke to go every other Thursday night. And so (laughs) what it was, was a bunch of adults. And then you've got two 19-year-old kids. (laughs) And I think we knew right away, okay, this might be a little, this is a little suspicious here. A little skeptical. (laughs) So, but 
Brooke being a beautiful girl as she is, I was too shy to talk to her probably the first couple times we played volleyball. <laughs> and so I go, Kevin, man, I am an athlete. I am 100% an athlete. I am not a volleyball player. I, I don't know. First of all, I'm not a volleyball player. Then you add walls and being able to hit those walls and spin. And I don't know how much I embarrass myself, but I know I was trying to look good for her. And I just, I embarrassed myself. So anyway, we played volleyball for a couple of weeks and started joking around in volleyball. And I didn't have social media. And she is, to this day, I tell her she's the number one reason why I got Facebook. I got Facebook because I was too scared to ask her for her number in person. <laughs> this is the game mm. I was, this is the game. I got game. So I, uh, I get Facebook, get her on as a friend, and I start messaging her just back and forth, right? And this is where I tell people I got game because we are one day messaging. I'm on my way into work. I'm messaging her back and forth. Facebook. She gives me this line about, Hey, I'm walking into class. I don't get very good sick. Something about not getting good signal for her social media. Here's my mm-hmm. phone number. Text me if you want to keep talking. That's when I oh. knew. Uh, yeah. She gave, yeah. I didn't even have to ask for it, right? She gave me her number. And so <laughs> to this day, she says it has nothing to do with that. It was just simply her being a good person. But we all know why she gave me her number. So she gave me her number. We started talking and we became really good friends. We started to hang out. And so. One night after I got off of work, I told her, I said, hey, let's go hang out. I want to just hang out, you and I. And took her to Red Robin. Now, this wasn't a date, but I had this thing that you call the BGs. And I told her this, too. I don't know why I did. I admitted it to her. I had the bubble guts, man. Wasn't feeling good. Didn't <laughs> understand what was going on. So here I am. Mm. I'm taking her out to dinner. And I have to admit that the only reason I'm getting fries at dinner is because I just am not feeling good. But from that night on, she didn't leave. It led to me coming over, hanging with her and her family, getting into a softball league with her dad and her brother. And before, what's cool about me and Brooke is before me and Brooke even dated, I felt like family. Like that's just Mm. the way, that's Mm. the way her parents are. They just, Mm -hmm. if they like you, they're going to end up loving you. And if they love you, that you're family. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. so we became family before we even dated. A lot of times I'd go there to hang out with her, but end up hanging out with her family, you know, and that, it felt good. And that led to our first date where if there's, if there's any indication, like if you're like, if you're the type of person that goes on a date and you're looking for signs that this isn't going to work out, this date may have been. So I take her to Toledo Mud Hens. I take her to this pizza place in Toledo. I kid you not, in the middle of us waiting for our food to come, we see our waitress leave the building. Leave. What? Just le- She quit. The building. Oh my goodness! During our, during our de- we're like, is that our waitress? A new, are you a new? Wa- we got a new. We have a new waitress now. Oh, the waitress we had quit. Oh, great! You know what I'm saying? And so it was just kind of like, <laughs> it was it was just a funny a funny way of doing it. And so I had asked beforehand. I had asked her dad. I said, do you mind if I ask you know Brooke to date me if we can start a dating relationship? And he said, yeah. What are you gonna do? I said, I'm taking her to Mud Hens. I'm gonna take her to get some pizza. I'm going to ask her at the Mud Hens game. Mud Hens game comes and goes. I'm too scared to ask her. Like, I just don't ask her. Driving home, like four or five times, I opened my mouth to ask her, and I just didn't. Drop her off. After like 10 minutes of driving home, her dad calls me. I'm like, hello? He's like, how'd it go? I was like, it was good. He's like, what happened? And I was like, what? What do you mean? He was like, I told you yes. There was nothing to worry about, and you chickened out. (laughs) 
I was like, dude, I got scared. I don't know why. So I ended up having to ask her to hang out another day. So I just to ask her to, to date me. And so we did. We started dating, which uh, led to us obviously getting engaged and married. Tried to set up on the engagement. We like going to a lake. I tried to set up this. Uh, her father and I tried to set up this elaborate plan with the sheriff's deputy at the lake we go to. It was for Labor Day. So mm. the sh- I, I think the conversation happened because the sheriff pulled me over and gave me a ticket. And then I think my father-in-law like knew somebody out there and tried to get me out of the ticket, and then it didn't work. But he was like, hey, my daughter is about to be proposed to. We have this plan. So what I wanted to do was us to all be on the boat. The sheriff's deputy is also on the boat. He pulls us over right in the water. And what he does is he says, there's too many people in the boat. I need two of you to come with me. He points me and Brooke out, gets us onto his boat. And then he says, listen, you know, I did a background check, blah, blah, blah. There's, I gotta, I've got to arrest you. Basically going through all that, talking to me, putting Brooke in under arrest and then saying, you know, you have the right to remain silent. You have the right to blah, blah, blah. But then saying, you know, like you have the right to love this man for the rest of your life. You have the right to. And then as she turns around, I'm on my knee. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, and yeah, so, yeah. Like, that would have been smooth. It would have been awesome. Yes. He was, dude, he was down for it. He was like, that's awesome. I'm going to do it. Let's hook up. Let's get details. Then he calls us a couple days before. He's like, hey, I talked to um, pretty much my commander, and he said that's a great idea, but it absolutely cannot happen. <laughs> that there would be, <laughs> there'd just be too publicity. There's too many people on the lake that day. He said, it just, yeah, you can't do it. And so, anyway, we still, we did a different plan. It was a great plan. It was awesome. And we got engaged on the beach that day. I got married and uh, went to our honeymoon. Now, we've already had certain things. I've had the bubble guts. I've had been scared to ask her to date me. We had a waitress quit on us. We get on the cruise, and it's the first time that I've ever gone on a cruise. A little nervous. I didn't know that I was someone who was going to get seasick. But the first three days go by, Kev, and I'm good. Now, cruises are awesome. You can eat as much as you want on the cruises, and I love food, okay? (laughs) Yeah. So I ordered two of everything. But the third night, I heard them announce that at midnight, there was going to be an all-you-can-eat Mexican dessert buffet. Ooh. Just to show you how much of a foodie I am, I set my alarm to get there because I was like, (laughs) I was like, if I fall asleep, I don't want to miss this. Right. So, so we go, it's midnight and we go. And like, on my way to the the back of the boat. I'm like, man, the boat's swaying a lot, like a lot more than it normally is. And I was like, maybe it's just me. I didn't say nothing. And so I'm, I'm feasting. Now, mind you that day I had two lobster's tails, two steaks, a bunch of ice cream. Like I was, that was the day. So, I get to the dessert, I chow on the dessert, we're walking back, and then Brooke says something. She's like, man, I really feel like this boat is swaying a lot more than normal. I'm not thinking anything of it because I'm okay at that point. Like, I'm like, I haven't thrown up yet. So we get back. Now, we are in, when you look at the cruise ship, we are in the jack part of the Titanic, right? Like, we are in the way bottom, <laughs> the poor people section, okay? So, <laughs> so we, get to the bo- we get to our room, we're at the bottom level, and... The pilot comes over the radio and he's like, hey, folks, just want you to know, it may get a little bumpy tonight. There's a hurricane developing right now in the Gulf and it's oh heading towards gosh. Mexico. We're coming from Cosmel. OK, so oh my he said, goodness. we've decided that we are going to get ahead of this and go around it. So maybe a little bumpy. I'm like, OK, cool. We're going to we're leaving before it gets here. Wow. Three o'clock in the morning rolls around and. 
I was awakened from my sleep. When I tell you that the boat was rocking, I mean, it felt like we hit a wall and then just shook. And like, like stuff was falling off the shelves. I was, no. I was, so I was like this. I was like, okay, I've seen this movie before. Okay. We right. are going to get, we are going to get trapped down here. So I told Brooke, I said, we need to go to the top floor, figure out what's going on. So we had hit pretty much, we had hit the front outer bands of this hurricane. Um, mm. A little bumpy ride turned into 40 foot swells hitting the boat. Oh my And so goodness. when I opened my door to our room, the stairs were to the right of us. There was water running down the stairs from the top deck. Kevin, man, I, I swear to you, look, again, this was my first cruise. I've only ever seen Poseidon and Titanic, two shit movies <laughs> that you shouldn't see. I looked at Brooke and I said, we are going upstairs right now. I was already dizzy. I was already seasick. So I, I felt like I was going to throw up, you know? So I was like, mm. we just need to go to the top floor. I learned after the fact, the very last place you want to be during rough seas when you're seasick is the top floor. I want to tell you how I learned this. So, <laughs> Uh-oh. so this is Brooke's very first time away from her family. She's with her husband. I'm supposed to be the strong, masculine, I'm going to take care of you through everything thing. <laughs> she carries me up nine steps, nine flights <laughs> of steps, while I'm trying not to... F- vomit all over her meanwhile there was there was vomit in front of our door from somebody else again this was it was a bad storm we get up to the top floor and furniture is everywhere doors are busted open water's coming sideways into the ship and i've got these filipino workers telling me i need to go back downstairs and i'm looking at them saying the water's going downstairs i'm not going downstairs kevin i within the next 30 seconds vomited everywhere so now oh, the same guy that's yelling at me to go downstairs is handing me this 50-pound industrial black garbage bag to vomit in. Meanwhile, Brooke is rubbing my back. And we were there for hours because the one thing I learned is when you're seasick, you don't stop throwing up when your stomach's empty. Okay? You stop throwing yeah. up when your ship stops rocking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so literally, dude, we're on this ship and we're going through the beginnings of a hurricane and I am just in the most vulnerable moment of my life. And so from that moment on, everything has gone smooth and according to plan. We've got two beautiful girls. I have a girl house. I have two female dogs, two daughters, a wife. I am officially a girl dad. And uh, <laughs> our humor's still there. And we love each other, man. But I would, <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say I have the weaker stomach of the two for sure. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. What an incredible story, man. What an incredible... Uh, <laughs> We're still writing <laughs> it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what an incredible honeymoon. Like, man, that's nuts. Wow. Yeah, oh, what man. a way to test a marriage right off the bat. It's horrible. But it was... Man, that's crazy. So wow. how'd you meet Kim? Oh, man. So, no, listen, I don't have any crazy hurricane story, but... But 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 it is Kevin Wilson, y'all. So, <laughs> yas queen. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> man card pulled again. All right. Um, <laughs> so here's <laughs> so here's 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 how how Kim and I met. So we were super young. I was working at a drugstore as a stock boy, actually, um, and I was talking to a few people at the time when I met my wife and I don't mean, you know, don't 
not saying I was, you know, just crazy out there or anything like that, but there was just a few people that I was talking to at the time. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) I was talking to them. You better rephrase talking in your generation versus talking in our generation. Okay. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't talking when you're talking anymore. uh, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Here we go with that Netflix and chill (laughs) thing again. Um, but, but, um, but yeah, I mean, literally it just, you know, there was just a, a few people that I was interested in. They were interested in me. You know, and we were just kind of chatting, nothing serious, nothing like that. We were just kind of having some phone conversations. We'd go out every once in a while, whatever. So I worked at this drugstore. Uh, again, I was a stock kid and I was in the cooler. And which, so me and my buddy, <laughs> just like most other guys, when you're young. Why you are you know, in the cooler, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Only certain things in the cooler in a drugstore. <laughs> So I was stocking the shelves. That was part of my, that was, that was was part of my job. Mm. I was supposed to be, you know, stocking the shelves or whatever. So me and my, my friend, which we were crazy, you know, we were just, we were young, we were, you know, girl crazy, whatever. And so, you know, we would, when we were stocking around, you know, girls would come in and stuff like that. And as we're stocking the cooler, we see different girls through like the cooler doors, you know, and we just be like, dude, man, you see that girl? Yeah, man, you need to go out there, man. You know, you know, stuff like that. Well, anyways, well, this particular day, <laughs> Kim walks, my wife, Kim walks in and I, I kid you not, like she walks in and she walks in with, and she's talking to one of my managers and I, you know, and my friend's name was Donald at the time. And I said, I was like, Donald, I was like, man, you got to like, you got to see this girl like that just came in. So, so we're, you know, we're looking through the cooler. We're looking you know, we're watching Kim or whatever. And so, and I would tell you, this has never happened to me before. I have never said this to anybody ever before at this particular point in my life. But I looked out this door at this girl and I said to my friend, I said, I don't know who she is. I said, but I need to be with her. I literally said that. Like, and you got to think, man, this is my friend. This is my boy. I've never, like, I'm young. I'm silly. I'm, I don't care. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to talk to different girls, just trying to see who I can be with all that kind of stuff. I mean, just, and I wasn't just get me just let, let, you know, let the record state. I was not saved during this time. I would say. You know, I knew God. I grew up in a Christian home, but I was not trying to follow God at this particular time. So let's let the record stay. So I'm looking through this glass, man. And I'm just I told my buddy, I'm like, man, I was like, I don't know what it is. I was like, but I just feel like I really I'm supposed to be with this girl. And I've never said it about any other girl. OK, so my buddy, I'm like, man, you should go out there. So he goes out there to get a closer look or whatever. Come to find out my wife was the niece of my manager. So my wife had come in to see about getting a job. So my buddy goes out and he goes and asks my manager after Kim leaves. He goes like, who is that girl? And so she's like, she's like, oh, that's my niece, Kim. And so now, mind you, I'm not in this conversation. He comes back into the cooler and was like, dude, you will not believe it. That's Pam's niece. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding. And he's like, yeah, she put in an application for a job. And I was like, you've got, this is just crazy. And I tell him that day. Now, now I know as a Christian, fully committed to Christ, I fully understand why I said this, but then I had no idea. 
I said to him, I was like, I cannot work here if I can't date her. I was like, the (laughs) only way I will continue to work here is if I can date that girl. I had no idea why I was saying that. Like, but there was something inside of me. I was just like, dude, like I literally physically feel like that I will quit if I cannot work with her. And so a couple of weeks goes by. She walks in again. My buddy goes out to find out what's going on. He finds out that this is her first day and she's getting ready to work at our company. And I'm just like, you have got like, dude, I about fell out. Like, you've got to be kidding. Because I'm going to tell you right now, when I saw Kim, I was like, man, this is the most beautiful girl I have ever seen. And it was it was something deeper. It wasn't like, oh, like that girl's hot. Oh, that girl, you know, just like how guys are. It wasn't like that. It was like this total, like this all encompassing, like she is beautiful. There's something that she has that I need. Like it was a weird feeling. That's all I can say. <laughs> and so, and so, so what happens, so what happens is she, you know, she works there. She starts to work there. Well, then I, so like the first or second day, I can't remember. It might've been like the first week or so. Like I'm, I'm playing the silent person, right? Like I'm ignoring her. She has zero idea like her. I'm playing the, like, you don't exist card. Like I'm just, you know, I'm just going about my day, you know, Hey, how you doing? Whatever. And so one day I, and I think it was like the first week or so, like I was bringing the display back into the back room. Well, she was in the back room and she was eating lunch. Of course, what did I do? I spilled the entire display (laughs) in front of her. (laughs) I was like, so this guy who is kind of avoiding her, trying to be, you know, act like I don't, you know, I don't need you. You know, I'm good. You know, I got my girls, whatever. You know, I'm just trying to play the tough guy, whatever. Um, (laughs) I spill all this stuff in front of her. And now I had the, I pretty much, she's like, oh man, do you need some help? Like, I'm just like, you got to be kidding. Of course, I'm supposed to be the tough guy, show her, you know, how macho I am. And then she has to help me because I can't even carry a display. Right. And so, you know, she helps me pick the stuff up. I say, thank you. A few more days go by and she's working at the front counter. I don't say nothing to her. I don't talk to her. I don't speak to her. I don't do anything because I don't want her to know that I am this head over heels in love with her. So, but in the background, I'm telling my managers, I'm telling my friends, I'm telling everybody like, dude, that girl up front, like I, man, like, you know, and so one of my managers basically comes to me and she's like, you know what, Kevin, I am tired of hearing you talk about this girl. She was like, either you need to, 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 uh, do it or get off the pot. You, you know what, you, oh, know, yeah. you know what, she, you know what she said. <laughs> and so I was like, I was like, yeah, okay. I was like, you know, maybe I'll talk to her, you know, maybe I'll try it, whatever. So I come up front one day and it was towards the evening time and I came up to get the trash or something from behind the counter. And I said hello to her for the first time. So unbeknownst to me, the manager had told her like, man, this, this, this guy, Kevin in the back, like, dude, he is head over heels in love with you. Like he wants you so bad. And Kim said to her, she was like, what, Kevin, the stock boy, the boy that don't even talk to me, like he's never even said a word to me. What do you mean? He like he likes me. So I went up to her that day and I asked her for her trash or whatever. And then I so I said to her, I was like, um, and so and she gave me her trash or whatever. 
and I was and I stupid me. I I think the only thing I said was like, hey, I was like, um, you should just call me. I was like, you should call me sometime. And <laughs> shoot, again, <laughs> well, yeah, we got game. Well, yeah, we got game. I was like, you should call me sometime. And she, you know, I gave her my number, whatever. She's like, oh yeah, I'll call you. And so, like, I started smiling because I was like, I was like, don't forget. Like, I remember looking at her and be like, don't forget, you know, or whatever. And I started smiling. My wife said, well, then she kind of knew because of the way I smiled that I had liked her or whatever. Within, um, so she called me. The first conversation she had with me, it was like five minutes long. And I was just like, okay, she, she's not really that interested. So we, we started talking a little bit more at work. And I will tell you this. One night we left work. This is crazy. One night we left work. I talked to her on the phone from about 10 p.m. Because I think we got off at around nine o'clock. I talked to her from 10 p.m. at night. By the time we got off the phone, it was literally time for us to go get ready and go back to work. <laughs> I talked to her from 10 p.m. to like eight in the morning. We talked nonstop. That's when we knew at that point we were like, you know what? I think we should date. <laughs> like, I think, you know, I, I don't know if you knew this, but you guys were already dating. Right. <laughs> right. Like it was crazy. And so we ended up, um, yeah, we just, we ended up saying like that night, like, you know what? We talked this long. We, you know, listen, if you could talk day, like literally for hours, nonstop, you know, we just had a lot of common and, and yeah, after that, the rest is history. I love that girl. She's one of the best things that ever happened to me. She's such a supporter. And we have two beautiful girls. We have a dog that is a boy. Because I needed some I needed some help. Good for you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we you know, if I, I get a chance to pick this time, we're gonna we're gonna get a boy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like it was just it was crazy. And just to see her like through like I, I now I know it was God. You know, because mm. she was the person I was supposed to be with. And so just awesome. 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 Yeah. I think, uh, you know, Brooke and I, talk, we're going to go off a little bit of the rails here. Brooke and I talk about this. You know, she knew we were talking about this episode and she was like, you know, do you think people are destined to be with each other or do you think there's, you know, just, and I told mm -hmm. her flat out and you don't have to agree with me, but I told her, I said, I think there's two. I think, I think certain people, it's evident that they're destined to be with each other, and it's just orchestrated that way. You know, God is just going to yeah. orchestrate his plan. Some couples, like, for things to work out, he needs those two to meet. And I said, I think some people, it's more of a pool. As long as you meet somebody with a certain criteria, you know, God's okay. Like, there's a certain stand, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a pool, right? And as long as you walk yeah. into that pool with all those people and you run into one, it's going to work out. So I told her, I said... You just never know. And I, I said, I don't think you're ever going to know until you start seeing your story unfold. Yeah. Maybe I wasn't as in control of this as I thought, as I thought I was. Right. right? Yeah. And so I think it's cool just to, you know, on the verge of sweetest day, you know, obviously we're you're trying to be a blessing to those you care about. It is cool to look back and just think, how did I meet my, my wife? How did I meet my husband? How did I meet, you know, my significant other? And just, play the highlight reel every now and then and regain some of that appreciation that gets lost in the way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and 
you you guys listen out there, you know, and you can talk to us, you know, share your story with us. You know, how did you meet your spouse? How did you meet? Maybe you're just girlfriend and boyfriend right now. How did you meet them? You know, just let us know. Share your story. We'd love to see your stories and, and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, we, you know, I just feel like not being a Christian at that particular time, you know, I, I feel like I saw God, you know, in that whole situation without me even knowing it was God. Yeah. Because the feelings that I was feeling. I was like, I never felt like that about anybody. Mm-hmm. Like I dated all, you know, I dated people, you know, uh, quite a few people. And I never felt like that. And I knew it when I was saying it. I was like, man, I sound desperate. Like mm-hmm. I can't work here unless I date you. Like what kind of like when it was even coming out of my mouth, I'm like, dude, this is weird. But that's exactly how I was feeling. So, yeah, you know, God knows what he's doing. And, you know, if you're single out there, you know, I encourage you to get in your word, stay committed to Christ, you know. But also don't just get in your words, stay committed to Christ and don't go anywhere. Get out there, you know, be be a part of the young adult groups, the youth groups, the, you know, the singles groups, the whatever, you know, because God, I really believe that God has somebody out there for you. And, you know, your story is just being written right now. So, you know, watch God in the small things. You never know where he may show up. So it's that's super important. So, well, I hope you guys enjoyed this show today we just want to have a little fun with you we know this is not our normal thing but hey you know what this is why we we say thinking out loud man so it's what's on our minds it's what's on your minds it's what's happening in culture so you know hit us up on the thinking out loud media.com go to our facebook page twitter we have instagram all of that we're everywhere so just let us know how you enjoyed this show and we will look forward to being back with you next week we love you guys thanks for listening